Wilson on the rebound, and the Panthers win it in overtime. 2-1 the final. Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Essex sends it straight ahead. Barkov has room, cruises in Barkov, makes it over, he scores! Here are your hosts, Jamison Olive and Doug Plagans. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, episode number 62. Doug Plagans here as always, alongside Jamison Olive from FloridaPanthers.com and new material from us here at Territory Talk each and every Wednesday, FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite podcast. You obviously found it today if you're tuned in, but we thank you very much for making it a part of your listening week. And Well, Jameson, we've got a lot to cover here today as we will be taking a deeper look at the 2019 IIHF World Ice Hockey Championships. Some Panthers, current Panthers involved, some former Panthers also scattered among the rosters. Yeah, and this is one of those big uh, uh, summer events, you know, this, the Stanley Cup final kind of before you lead into the draft. But it's also one of those events that we hope this time next season we're not even aware of because we're in the playoffs. So hopefully this is the last time we have to do this World Championship preview. We'll see. But like you said, a couple Panthers past and present uh, at this year's tournament as, as typically they are every year. And uh, I I don't know. I mean, looking at this tournament, the World Championships, we've talked about this before. It's usually not a best on best. It's usually a team send what they can, who's available, uh, give some young guys some a t- chance to shine, some older vets maybe come out of s- somewhere and surprise. But overall, I'm a big more you know, World Junior Championship guy. I think that's the best of the best, the best international tournament there is outside of the Olympics once they figure that all out. So uh, it's still an exciting time. It's still a fun tournament, especially if your team's not in the playoffs. A really good chance to kind of see some guys you haven't seen play in a couple months, get on the ice and kind of uh, you know, put on a show. And regardless situation, still when you are selected to be on one of these teams, it's a, obviously says a, a lot for the player to be chosen uh, to be on one of these rosters. Obviously, it's also a huge honor for the players to be able to represent their countries at the uh, tournament that's going to be held over in Slovakia. You look at some of the rosters in this year's tournament, uh, as is usually the case in the international tournaments, uh, USA, Canada, Russia, those rosters all just chock full of NHL talent top to bottom. Yeah, like you said, um, especially now with the NHL players not curling at the Olympics, uh, this is the only chance for a lot of these guys to put on, uh, you know, that sweater that with, with their nation's flag on it that so many guys take so much pride in. I mean, you grow up uh, as a hockey player from, you know, age, you know, 15, 16, 17 on. You're always competing in, like I said, the the under-17 tournament, the under-18 tournament, the World Junior tournament, the big tournament. So you're, there's so much international competition kind of going through the ranks of hockey. And then now that you turn pro, this is really kind of one of the only outlets here, this and the World Cup when that comes back. So uh, for these guys, a huge huge chance, a huge, huge opportunity. And like you said, 16 teams competing for this. Not all 16, if you look at, have a shot. I mean, it, it's a great honor even just to be there. A lot of these teams, you know, get relegated or have to come fight their way back in. I believe, you know, Great Britain's in it this year. And I believe we looked it up. I think this is our first time in 25 years yep. being in the World Championship. So even though they're a team that's probably not going to make some noise, if they can just just being there is huge. Just maybe having a good game. If they get a win, that's absolutely insane. So there's a lot of, you know, good stories, big and small at the World Championships. And we'll dive a little bit deeper into the specific teams kind of as we go here and who we think, you know, has a shot. And obviously the main focus today is on the Panther representation. And we mentioned it, uh, USA, Canada, Russia, Sweden, Finland, the Czechs. There are some some teams that uh, really do have a a ton of talent up and down the roster. We'll take a look at that as we go along here. But first, hitting on some of the Panthers tie-ins, and we'll start with Team USA and Frank Vetrano suiting up for Team USA. Yeah, huge honor for Frank Vetrano coming off a huge season. I mean, you know, 
career highs in goals, 24 goals, tied for the team leading even strength goals with Alexander Barkov, career high in points, you know, signed that fresh, new, awesome three-year contract extension this season. So this was kind of the biggest year of Frank Paterno's career. So now kind of continue this summer to kind of be rewarded for that season with, with a, a look from Team USA is huge. Uh, you know, he was the odd man out uh, during their exhibition game the other day, but it looks like, you know, it's a long tournament. He'll get in there. He'll get a chance to play. And uh, if you look at his past, this is his second world championships. He's done this before, and he's not only been there, he shined. Uh, when he was there in 2016, coming off his rookie season with the Bruins, he had uh, eight points, which I believe was somewhere around third most on Team USA. And they didn't medal, but still, that was a huge moment for Rick Petrano and kind of a huge coming out party when you look at the rosters. I mean, you look at this year's roster, he's out there playing with guys like, you know, Dylan Larkin, Patrick Kane, Ryan Suter. Uh, so many star big names out there. Jack Hughes, the, you know, the, the perceived top pick in this year's draft. Um, so many big names out there. And now Frank Petrano to be, you know, out there a part of one of those big names is huge. I mean, no, there's no favors. No one just gets an invite to Team USA. You have to earn that invite. And he definitely went out there and earned that invite this season. And uh, before we continue on, I had a chance to talk with Frank about this honor when we were at uh, Marlins batting practice a couple weeks ago. Um, and just kind of what it means to play for Team USA and put on the red, white, and blue. Yeah, whenever you can wear the USA jersey, it's uh, a dream come true. Uh, I played U17, U18, and obviously got a chance to play uh, World Championships in uh, 2016. So uh, you never know where you're able to wear that jersey again, especially with the Olympics. Uh, the NHL not going anymore. So to, whenever you can wear it and represent your country, it's uh, it's, it's, a, it's an honor and dream come true. You know, whatever role I'm going to be in there, I'll, I'm happy to play. You're playing for your country, you're playing for a medal, and you're playing against uh, the best country in the world. So to have guys like Patrick Kane, and Ryan Suter, and guys who uh, are all-stars in the league, it's, you can learn a lot from those guys, and uh, it's going to be great playing with them. Yeah, uh, I think it's a, it's a little good reward. Obviously, it's, it's frustrating we don't make playoffs, but it's a good chance for me to extend my season and work on my game a little bit. So I'm really excited to get over there. Obviously, our goal is to win a gold medal, and uh, obviously that's uh, we want to come home with. So I think it's obviously uh, hopefully we draw well together right away. It's going to be a quick turnaround. So uh, I'm excited to see what we can do. I mean, here there in Frank's voice, just this is such a huge excitement. And like I said, so many of these guys are disappointed with how this past season went. So any chance you get to, you know, go out there and keep playing and kind of sharpen your skills against, you know, some of the best players in the world, knowing that you're working to come back to this team next season under Joel Quenville with the expectations is huge. A lot, a lot of these guys, they don't want it. They don't want an offseason. They, they, they take the offseason to recover. But other than that, they want to get out there when they want to keep playing hockey. They want to keep winning hockey games. It's what they do. They're hockey players. So for Toronto, a huge honor and a huge opportunity. So Frank Vetrano there, good to hear from him. And so everybody knows this tournament, at the time of the recording here, the tournament starts Friday. It runs the 10th to the 26th of May. And with the games being played over in Europe, over in Slovakia, you'll want to check your local listings, if you will, for the times. But uh, but just so you know, that's where the that's the date range you're looking at for the uh, World Championships here. Yeah, it's, it's a little wonky, like you said, over in Europe with the times. Um, NHL Network's going to be airing a lot of the games, not all the games, but a lot of the games. So like Doug said, check your local listings. Uh, every Monday during the Cats and Coffee article we do at FloridaPanthers.com, we'll have the schedule the schedule there of all the Panthers and when they're playing in that article. So just keep an eye on that every Monday for a chance to, you know, not only learn on Monday, but also look back throughout the week to kind of figure out when those Panthers are playing. Uh, some more names we'll get to in a bit. But um, also just kind of looking at the times, there's some early games. Like I said, it's in Europe, time difference. There's going to be some 6 a.m. starts around there, and the late games are typically going to be around, you know, 2.15, 2.30 p.m. So uh, whether you're you know, an early riser or maybe you want to you know, watch a game around lunchtime or, you know, getting off work early, uh, it's going to be a little bit for everyone to kind of tune in and watch. 
I want to switch over to Team Russia, Evgeny Dadunov, coming off a big season for the Panthers this past year, coming off two big seasons in his return to North America. He's going to be suiting up for Team Russia here in the upcoming World Championships. And something I want to mention there, you look back a, a couple of years when Dadunov came back over to the National Hockey League, when the Panthers signed him as a free agent. Around when he was signed, Dale Talon said that he had a chance to see him play in the World Championships and talked about how good he looked in the in that tournament, said that he was was one of the best, if not the best player that he saw in that World Championship tournament before he uh, before he came over. So he had a chance to watch him a lot there. And that's a lot of what can happen in this tournament. Guys really make their marks. Guys get noticed. But switching over to Team Russia, Evgeny Dadunov will be on, uh, on Team Russia. But as I said, that's a lot of what this tournament's also about. You've got guys obviously playing for the gold, representing their country. But it's a place for guys to, to really make their mark and, and get noticed as well. Yeah, a big reason Evgeny Dadunov was kind of able to stay on the NHL radar when he left the NHL years ago was because of his performances at the World Championships. I mean, you go back, this is his sixth World Championship. He won the gold in 2014, the silver in 2015, bronze medals in 2016 and 2017. And 2017 in particular was the the, the tournament that really caught Dale Talon's attention. And the Panthers weren't the only team. They, there was outside attention yep. for Evgeny Dadunov, but Dale Talon having some relationship there, watching him all these years at the World Championship really kind of, you know, had the best pitch, had, had, had you know, the best kind of backing and said, hey, come here. And you know what? And Evgeny Dadunov said, sure thing. I got, I got a good feeling about this. And here we are two seasons later, like you said, coming off this season, 70 points, a career high, huge season for him. So he's just another one of those guys that's kind of really worked his way from a guy that was just playing at the World Championships a couple years ago to now a core member of this Florida Panthers team. So there's plenty more of Guinea Dadnaws out there. Um, you know, there's a couple of guys in this year's tournament that are probably, you know, going to be that next guy, a guy that's, you know, maybe in his mid late 20s that hasn't had a shot yet. It's going to, you know, shine in this tournament, get signed, come over and really blow up in the NHL. So a big get for the Florida Panthers and a big reason why you do watch these World Championships is to find guys like Evgeny Dadunov and uh, just looking at his role for Russia this year uh, they clearly see the talent as well because the, the projections I've seen the lines I've seen during practice he's on a second line right now with get this Alexander Ovechkin and Evgeny Kuznetsov and one that's you know incredible line names for Dadunov and kind of shows you the talent they think he has but the fact that that's a team's second line in this tournament just absolutely mind-blowing and we'll, we'll get a little bit later to predictions winners and losers but that should be a hint to you right there where I think uh, I'm going in my prediction of who's gonna win this tournament and I like the uh, team Russia lineup a lot as well there's uh, really really not many holes in the, in that lineup as you as you mentioned there when you talk about their second line uh, switching over to team Finland now uh, Finland a, a team that has uh, a lot of talented guys and Juho Lamico saw a time this season with both the Panthers and Springfield in the American Hockey League he's been uh, part of the Panthers organization for for a few years now and uh, and a guy who figures to have a, a good role with team Finland obviously there are some guys that uh, potentially could have been core members of, of Team Finland, who because of the Stanley Cup playoffs aren't uh, aren't eligible, and Yuhal Amico is going to see some big playing time for that team. Yeah, a really interesting kind of approach for Team Finland this year. I mean, so many names you're used to seeing there. Whether it's because they're still playing, whether it's because uh, they're a bit older, or things like that. A lot of different reasons, but you're not seeing names there. Uh, there's no Alexander Barkov, like we know. He's obviously had a huge season this year. He needs to rest up for next season. Totally understandable. But you look at other names. There's no there's no Grandlins this year. There's no Jokinens, no Ahos. So many names you're used to seeing on Team Finland throughout the years that just aren't there this year. So guys like Yuho Lamico are getting a shot. This is their year. There's a couple guys young like Yuho Lamico. There's some older guys, like we said, some potential maybe Dadnov candidates out there. Guys, you know, free agents in their mid to late 20s on this Finland team. So this Finland team, it really is the wild card of the tournament. So many of these guys really are unknowns, at least to, you know, the average hockey viewer. So it's going to be an exciting team to watch. Um, and just for then, for Yuho, I mean, like you said, uh, this past season with the Panthers, six assists in 40 games, but he had that really great, remember that, that four assist game 
in against, Ottawa. In Ottawa against centers still stands and probably will stand for a while as a Panthers rookie record for a single game. So he definitely made his mark this season. Looked pretty good in the bottom six. You know, a good penalty killer. Uh, really reliable in his own zone. Obviously, the points still aren't there yet, but there's plenty of time for that. But a guy that you know still could potentially have a pretty bright future here with the Panthers. But this tournament, good chance for him. Good chance for him to shine out there on the ice and kind of the big international stage. And then some other uh, some other names certainly to, to keep an eye on throughout the tournament. Uh, Panthers past and present uh, for Team Switzerland. Vincent Proplin has uh, played for Springfield this past season in the in the second half of the year. He came over in that trade with the San Jose Sharks organization. He's going to suit up for uh, for Team Switzerland as will uh, a goaltender, former Panther Red O'Bara there as well. Yeah, that's the kind of fun thing about this tournament is uh, sometimes guys leave the NHL, especially when they leave the team you're covering or team you're a fan of, and you don't hear about them for you know one year two years three years it can go on it can be many you know five six years i mean look at dadnov he kind of vanished off the scene then we started seeing him at the world championship so it's a great way to see guys kind of you know blast in the past and not only see that they're you know doing okay but you know there they are on the international stage representing their country just you know living it up so red O'Bear is a guy gonna be fun to see him out there but vincent proplin uh like you said a guy that kind of really I'm sure a lot of fans, when you said that right there, are scratching their heads listening to this because he's a guy that not a lot of fans kind of paid attention to that trade when it happened. Uh, obviously, Michael Haley goes to the Sharks for future considerations. We get him for future considerations. So basically a one for one there when you really break it down. Um, but he's a guy that has experience. This is his second world championship. Uh, he looked pretty good when he was in Springfield this year. I have the numbers right here. Uh, four goals, seven points in eight games with Switzerland in 2017. Helped him finish six. So he, he can put some points up on the international stage. And uh, last season, seven points in 14 games with Springfield so uh, he's still in his early 20s he's a guy that you know could have a future here potentially and a guy that really you know as he looks to kind of you know have a good training camp have a good summer kind of you know fight for spots in the NHL next season a big tournament could go a long way for him so the uh, so some names there certainly uh, of note on team Switzerland I want to go through some of the other Panthers ties we've got oh just listen among, out, the, among the team rosters and then we'll get to kind of talking about some of the the team's overall lineups that stand out but just going down the list here team Canada Jared McCann, Jonathan Marcheseau will be on Team Canada for the Czech Republic. Michael Froelich, Michael Repic suiting up for uh, for the Czechs uh, for Latvia. Rehards Bukarts, uh, Jameson, a guy Big who fan. was in a couple of development camps for the Panthers and spent some time with Springfield a couple of years ago as well. Yeah, got a cup of coffee with Springfield a couple of years ago. Came to, I don't know if it's a development camp or a training camp or both, but he was around during the summer one season. His name just jumped off the page. Great names, Rehard Bukarts. And uh, I know he looked good at camp. He looked pretty good. Got it, you know, like I said, you know, played a couple games with the Thunderbirds, but then, you know, went to greener pastures back overseas. So great to see him kind of, you know, uh, kind of just catching up with him really on the international stage here. And uh, we talked a little bit about Team Russia. Bogdan Kisilevich played for the Panthers uh, for uh, the first half of this past season. He's going to be on Team Russia also for Sweden. Uh, Jacob Markstrom will be one of the goaltenders there for uh, for Sweden. So those are some of the Panthers tie-ins, current and former players that will be involved in the upcoming uh, World Championship tournament. So a lot of names there to keep an eye on. And there will be some names off the ice that uh, have involvement with some of the teams as well. Yeah, we said there's four Panthers playing in this tournament, but there's six total representing the organization. You have Dale Talon, Panthers general manager and president of hockey operations. He'll be serving in an advisory role for Team USA. So he's kind of one of those guys behind the scenes that helps get all these guys there, helps put all this together. And he's been doing that since 2010. So he's been at that a while. And then goaltending coach Rob Tallis out of left field, big surprise, will be the goaltending coach for Team Italy. So big moment for him and uh, really exciting to see, especially because Team Italy, like we said, one of those teams, those underdog teams, they're really excited to see, you know, just how they kind of respond being on such a big stage. And 
uh, I know, Jameson, you were ready to talk about Team Russia here as we get to some of the teams that we think could uh, be the teams to beat, if you will, in the upcoming tournament. And we'll let you start here because I know you were the first one that mentioned the Team Russia lineup really standing out for you. Well, I went through the, the lineups and obviously there's a lot more than just lineups, especially in a tournament like this. So much can happen uh, with round robin tournaments. And then you get to the single elimination and things like that. So it, it really is tough to predict. You can have some kind of Cinderella stories. I mean, last season, Switzerland came in second place. Uh, Sweden's won it each of the last two years. They're usually a powerhouse. But looking at the teams, I picked six that I think maybe have a chance to win it. And I came up with Canada, USA, Russia, Sweden, Switzerland, and the Czech Republic. Uh, some stronger than others there. But I think overall, those teams, neither of the, any of those teams winning would, wouldn't shock me at this point. But when I look at, you know, the teams as a whole, and I kind of break down that list even further, and you go to the real powerhouses, you get Canada, you get USA, you get Russia, and I'll throw Sweden in there as well, like I said, going for their third straight championship. But Russia overall, I just look at that roster and I think, who is going to beat this team? And if Russia does lose, they're the one team that I think if they do lose the tournament, I can say is a disappointment because they really have a powerhouse lineup pretty much at every position. Like I said, if your second line is uh, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and Dadanov, you've got a great team and you're really feeling a, a bigger roster than most teams do there at the World Championships, which Russia does. Russia's, Russia's a tri-hard nation. They try really hard at these inter- international tournaments, especially the World Championships. But the biggest reason I think Russia really is going to come out of here is tournaments like this, like the World Championships, like the World Juniors, like the Olympics and so on, uh, it really does a lot of time come down to goaltending. And Russia coming out with Andre Vasilevsky likely as their number one starter, best goaltender to the tournament, hands down right there. Uh, easily, you can say that. A lot of other teams have some good goaltenders. I mean, you have guys like Thatcher Demko, like you said, Jacob Markstrom, Carter Hart, Matt Murray. There's some good goaltenders in this tournament, but Andre Vasilevsky's, you know, the, the, the world-class all-star in this tournament. And another reason as well is not, you know, it ties into Vasilevsky is there's three members of the Tampa Bay Lightning on Team Russia. You have Nikita Kucherov, you know, uh, the top points man in the NHL this year, uh, potential Hart Trophy winner. You have Vasilevsky, and you have uh, Mikhail Sergachev on the, on the blue line. So three guys that are probably still very, very upset with how their season ended with that first round exit against the Columbus Blue Jackets a couple weeks ago. So you got to imagine they're going to come out here and just kind of take out all their anger and frustrations uh, against the world, really, and kind of help try and uh, help uh, Team Russia get the gold medal here. And obviously, Evgeny Malkin on that team, Artem Anisimov on that team. So uh, a lot of big time NHL players there. I want to talk about Team USA's roster. You mentioned the Russians and and certainly just a star studded roster that they put together. But where I think a team might be able to expose that roster a little bit. Team Canada, Team USA, these two teams have some burners on their team. And I want to start by looking at the uh, at the Team USA roster here. But up front, when you've got – we know Frank Vetrano can motor out there. We've seen what he can do. But you go up and down that lineup looking at the forwards, Alex DeBrinkett, Jack Eichel, Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Kane, Chris Kreider, Chris Kreider, Dylan Larkin. Those guys can all fly. And, and I think, uh, you know, on the big ice surface – you know, those guys might not be as used to the big ice as maybe some of the uh, the guys that play for, for some of the European teams, but it's the guys with the speed that can shine on that big ice and uh, and that, uh, you know, and that speed could be the biggest attribute for a team like Team USA going into this tournament. Now, you look at their their goaltenders, you've got Corey Schneider there, who's a veteran, Thatcher Demko, a prospect in the Vancouver Canucks organization. He's, uh, he's one of the guys there as well. And I've been a big fan of Thatcher for years, and he's kind of just kind of stepping into that starter role over there. And- and I, I do have high hopes for him, but in a tournament like this, uh, I just don't know. Obviously, that he's just not Andre Vasilevsky yet, and that's kind of why I, that's the knock there for me. 
So the I, I think when you look at the uh, you talk about Russia there Vasilevsky and that whole Russian lineup uh, you know not a lot of holes in that team to uh, to point to but I think when you look at that forward group and the speed that they've got for Team USA I think that's the biggest attribute there and maybe something that they could throw at Team Russia that uh, that could help uh, maybe give them the edge uh, in a tight game and then obviously looking at Team Canada's roster uh, a, a lot of uh, top end star players there as well when you look at John Tavares Mark Stone when you go down the list uh, Sean Couturier on that team so uh, certainly some some big time scores on that roster and, and you always expect that on Team Canada and then with goaltenders Mackenzie Blackwood Carter Hart Matt Murray uh, you know I know Blackwood Hart both inexperienced in the NHL but we saw this season firsthand we saw each of those two guys play play big games we know Matt Murray is a Stanley Cup winning goaltender so they've got all their bases covered there with Team Canada too oh 100% and uh, you kind of look at the history of this tournament uh, Frank Vetrano in, in that interview we, we aired earlier is you know, said, you know, the goal is here to win a gold medal, which, you know, is, that's the that's the goal for every team. But for Team USA, I mean, they've won the gold medal since 1960, which is crazy when you think about just all the talent Team USA has had and all the players that have come through that system that just they've never gotten over that hump since 1960. Whereas, you know, teams like, like I said, Sweden, the Czech Republic, Russia, uh, Canada, so many other teams have won it so many multiple times since then. And USA just can't get that one. So eventually that's going to end. And it, maybe it's this year. Maybe maybe this year is the finally the year. Like you said, they have a good roster. I mean, on paper, I still think Russia is obviously the best roster, but the best roster on paper doesn't always win, especially in tournaments like the, uh, like this, like I said before. So there's a chance. And uh, obviously, I mean, I'm going to be I'm going to be rooting for USA all the way. I know you are too. We, we bleed red, white, and blue. It's going to be an exciting time. And uh, specifically for Frank Vetrano, we really want to see Frankie be a big tournament. And you mentioned Team Sweden as well as really the the fourth of the the powerhouse teams that you talked yeah, about there back, in your back predictions. Back to back tournament champions. And and yeah, back to back tournament champions here. And just looking at some of the the big names on their roster, uh, Elias Pettersson from Vancouver had a, a great rookie season this past year. William Nylander there, Elias Lindholm coming off a, a huge season in Calgary. So some of the names to to keep and an Henrik eye Lundqvist on there. Like we said, goaltending's big. He, he, that's a guy that can steal yep. your game. And they can, uh, and then Jacob Markstrom, obviously, uh, also an option, along with Jonas Enroth, who spent a lot of time in the National Hockey League. Matthias Ekholm, Oliver Ekman, Larson lead a, a pretty good defense core there for Team Sweden. That's too. a good blue line. Like So like I said, I think there's six teams that can potentially win this, and it wouldn't shock me if any of them won it. And uh, regardless, I think we're going to have some exciting games. The World Championships, we're going to have some upsets. We're going to have some guys come out of nowhere, some teams come out of nowhere. Like I said, I'm going to be watching Great Britain play. I want to see them out there. I just want to see the passion. I'm going to be watching Italy. I'm going to be looking for Bob Tallis out there on the bench, see what he does with those goaltenders. And you mentioned for Great Britain, so people are aware, they picked up, uh, they were able, because of their performance last season, to jump uh, up a tier to get into yep. this year's, into this year's First top, time in 25 top years, tier tournament. Huge. So, so that's uh, that's a, certainly a point of interest going into this one. But uh, those are some of the teams we're going to be keeping an eye on here going into this. And then I, we talked about the teams, we talked about the nations, but just from a Panthers fan's perspective, maybe not even from a Panther fan perspective, but from a me perspective, there's one other specific player I'm going to be watching in this year's tournament and that's on Team Germany, which I'm also a big fan of. Obviously the Germans uh, silver medal in the Olympics uh, the, uh, a couple years ago. Huge performance from them really kind of, you know, it was a good shot in the arm for German hockey and I think uh, brought a lot of players to the forefront but uh, this year I don't expect them as a team to have a great tournament overall. Like I said, they just don't have the caliber of players a lot of these other teams have but one guy, uh, Moritz Seider uh, 6'4", 192, right-hand shot defenseman, only 18 years old. He'll be on that blue line there. He's draft eligible, eligible this year, projected to go in the first round and 
I believe he's only one of three guys uh, that are draft eligible this year that are playing in the World Championship. You obviously have Jack Hughes with Team USA, uh, Capococco with uh, Team Finland. I was just going to mention going that. one two in this year draft. So yep. individual players, you're gonna be one watching those two guys because that's the projected. I think the consensus. I think there's no way those guys don't go one two in this year's draft. But then you got Cider back there, and he's a guy that I've seen from you know mock drafts going anywhere from you know 11 to you know 27. So he's kind of in that big gap range where you know a, a team's gonna fall in love with him at some point, and maybe it's the Panthers. We've drafted forwards a lot of the past years. You go. Owen Tippett, Grigory Denisenko, Alexi Hepaniemi, Sarah Knoll, so many forwards recently. Uh, maybe this is the year they go back to a defenseman, and maybe this is a guy that catches their eye. I mean, a right-hand shot defenseman, ton of value, ton of size, and uh, you know, I'm a sucker for Euros. I can't help it. I love drafting Euros, and this is a kid that, you know, from the articles I've read, potentially uh, the best German defenseman since Christian Erhoff, and Erhoff had a great NHL career, so this is a guy to keep your eye on as you kind of do your pre-draft scouting here. Uh, not a lot of guys in the draft, like we said, to scout here, but this is one of the guys I would definitely keep an eye on if you are watching Team Germany. And we've already told you it's coming. We've got lots more to come on the NHL draft that's going to be uh, later on in the month of June, and we'll have our annual draft preview episode here on Territory Talk. Randy Muller's going to join us for that. But of course, as we go through the World Championships, hopefully we've given you a little bit of a background here and given you some, uh, you know, some some ideas, some highlights to look for as you go through the through the tournament. And we can we're always available on Twitter if there's anything you want to chat about uh, when we go into this World Championships tournament. To at Doug Plagans, at Jameson Coop on Twitter uh, as we get into the World Championships. And just to reiterate, uh, every Monday, Cats and Coffee will have the schedule for the week for the World Championships, where to find your Panthers. Uh, like we said, NHL Network will carry a lot of the games. So if you can't find a game, go to NHL Network. Maybe it's there. Maybe you'll luck out. And uh, he just gave away our Twitter handles, at Doug Plagans, at Jameson Coop. If you go to my Twitter handle every day during the World Championships, at some point in the morning, I'll be tweeting out where you can find Frank Vetrano, Vincent Proplin, uh, all the guys playing for the Panthers at this year's tournament. Uh, I'll be tweeting out in the morning a little bit of a schedule. So uh, we're going to make it as easy as possible as we can to help you guys find these games. So that's what we've got coming up here. May 10th to the 26th over in Slovakia, the uh, 2019 IIHF World Ice Hockey Championships. And great chatting about that. And uh, again, we invite you back each and every Wednesday. I want to remind you folks that you can get your season tickets for uh, next season. You want to get your Panthers tickets as soon as possible. ton of excitement coming into the uh, 1920 season around this Panthers team. 954 Puck, FloridaPanthers.com. That's where to go to get your season tickets for next season. Make sure you secure the seats you want for uh, for every game coming up next year. And you can certainly do that, uh, well, as soon as you're done listening to Territory Talk and you pick <laughs> up the phone or you hop on FloridaPanthers.com, you can get the process going. So, uh, again, get your season tickets for next season. We've got lots more coming up throughout the offseason, so be sure to stay tuned at FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk. You can always find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, you can find Territory Talk there. And once again, we thank you very much for tuning in, whether it's your 62nd time listening to Territory Talk or your first. We thank you very much for making it a part of your week. And we will have new material for you at FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk each and every Wednesday. So be sure to check that out all the way throughout the offseason and heading into next season as well. For Jamison Olive, I am Doug Plagans. Thanks once again for joining us on Territory Talk, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.